somebody once told me, now get this, the world is going to roll me that I, I'm <laughs> oh, not the sharpest not. tool in the shed. You did not. <laughs> I did it. God. And I don't care what you think. Oh, my God. Well. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Hello to you. Who is this? I am Colette Bennett, better known as hey. Botlet in this particular recording. <laughs> So we use a Zencaster and I would say eight out of 10 times when people log into the room, they sound like a like their their microphone is is working properly, but there's like a weird error on the web browser side of things. That's like and they they sound like a robot. And so Colette logs in and she's like, let's podcast. And I'm like, nope, refresh because (laughs) you are a robot. And so now she's in the room here with me, and her name is Botlet. Well, I like to one one cool thing about Zencaster is that you can name yourself. Like you just have to like write your name, right? And it's like mm-hmm. I feel like I can't come into the room. I mean, I could, but like I often like to just write something because I know it's going to make Matt laugh. So yes. every week I try to write a different weird name for myself, usually a reference to something that we joke about. But this week it was just Botlet. That's all I could think Correct. of. And also, I will note that when it spits the files out later for editing, uh, we don't we don't edit the show, but like it's it's it out two separate files, one for you, one for me, so that you can edit. And it's actually I love this platform for that reason. The files are named your name, so I will get a file called Botlet with the date on it, <laughs> and uh, it will be archived. So handy for eternity, I think. Uh, if I'm reading my terms of service of our podcast host uh, correctly, <laughs> we, we, it's, it's up there forever. Uh, you cannot you cannot be uh, expunged from the Internet. Um, my name is Matt Silverman, and uh, I'm here with Colette, as she explained. And we're here to chat with you because it's been a little while. It's for, been a minute. Uh, it's yeah, been a minute. it's been a minute. Uh, Matt went on vacation, um, which was, I assume, wonderful. Um, it was great. And... We were like, hey, let's take a breather. And now we're back. And in the interim of that time, Matt got something in the mail. Oh, my God. (laughs) I do not think I have ever heard that particular level of video game related arousal from you on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That was practically a moan. All right. We're going to get to this later. But let me just let me just explain. Let me just set the stage for you here. So I'm in the middle of the Atlantic fucking ocean. Oh, okay. I like how this is going already. Right. And uh, we went to the uh, the Florida Keys or we went to Key West specifically. And we took a boat out with uh, our family to do some snorkeling on a, a barrier reef. This beautiful, like spectacular, wow. uh, just green, crystal green waters. And perfect day. Even the people on the boat were like, we haven't had a day like this in like six months. This is the most perfect snorkeling day. Anyway, lovely time. And like, I'm really not trying to be on my phone at this time, but I'm taking out my phone to take pictures of the kids and of this amazing scenery that we're seeing. And I open up my phone and I go to the camera and I see my email notifications, which typically I'm just trying to like swipe them away. I'm just trying to like get him out of the way, roll through him to get to my camera. And it's like, oh, Steam. Oh, okay. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Oh, your Q2 Steam Deck 
is now available for purchase. Oh. And if you and you need to purchase it in three days, or we're going to give your your spot away. And I, so, literally on vacation, middle of the Atlantic Ocean, I'm wearing scuba snorkel <laughs> gear and a life preserver, and I'm like, the fucking sea is here. And I know your family's like Jesus Christ. So I'm I'm not even I'm not talking about it. I'm not mentioning it to them, but I just know that like the minute we get off this motherfucking boat and get back to the hotel, I got some business. Okay. And then magically you order it, you you put in the order, and then it's like, okay, we'll ship it. And then two days later, they shipped it via FedEx, and then it arrived the day after we got back. So it was also like we didn't have, I didn't have to stress about like, oh, we're on an airplane and now the deck is like sitting Sitting on on my porch. Exactly. We have a lovely neighborhood with a lovely neighbor who was on top of our package uh, and mail situation. But like, given the horror stories about these things being stolen and, oh, we FedEx misplaced it, wink, wink, you know, kind of, and like, it was the most beautiful, smooth, easy experience ever. And I then I texted, and so I got it and had some time to tinker with it. And then I texted you and I'm like, I need two fucking hours to talk about this thing because holy fucking shit. And my reaction was, I mean, yeah, of course. Like, talk the whole damn show. I'm just going to listen. But I will say this real quick before I forget it because I will forget it. It's nice to hear about the shipping process being so expedient because, you know, now I know what to expect when mine ships. And for that matter, our listeners who have also pre-ordered them know what to expect when their ships. If you go on the subreddit, there is like a just like a shitty meme going on of like like giving FedEx and FedEx employees a lot of hate because there were like a handful of decks that were like clearly stolen by FedEx employees and oh, wow you know and, and then Valve and then Valve being like there's not much we can do you're kind of out of luck and I think they might have updated those policies since then uh... but like obviously 99% of p- packages get delivered and people are not stealing them but there was a there was this vibe on the in the community of like watch out for your phoenix guy keep an eye on that and it's shitty and it sucks but anyway i'm here to say it was a flawless beautiful perfect experience that's so nice okay i'm excited about that already where are you in line are you q2 are you q3 right now (laughs) i think we got pushed to let's see is see march april may june i think we're still in q2 because ours currently says that june yeah oh oh, it's saying specifically june that's that's nice that you have a a a target like a a window there yeah yeah i I didn't see it myself like i asked patrick because he's the person that ordered it and he's like yeah it says Mm -hmm. june i was like okay cool so i mean you know i wish it was may but i mean it's also you know only a month and change away so okay right i'm I'm in the same we I, we we all sort of jumped in and put our $5 in like the second it was announced and i guess we were like 10 seconds behind other people so you and i were in q2 and i had no concept of what whether or why i was at the beginning or the or the end in mm-hmm. june like you're saying i don't know why and i don't know any rhyme or reason i suppose it is just the when i clicked the button that's where i was in line mm-hmm. and uh, megalith in the discord was saying um that he's very eager to to get hit get his he he will go ahead and order it when it comes time 
but he was bumped from Q2 to Q3 or something. And it's like a couple people have said they've been bumped, which sucks. And I I mean, I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know what the reasoning is or whatever, but yeah, I would be pretty pissed if we got bumped, but I mean, I guess what can you do? Right? Like, not much. And I, now I have, I also as, as excited as I am about this thing, uh, I, I do feel that's what do you call it? Survivor's guilt or whatever of like, <laughs> there's no reason I should have it and you should not. And it's so I, I hope that I can answer listeners questions and get people excited or convince them like, that's pretty neat. I don't need that. Like whatever this conversation ends up being, I hope it is useful to well, anyone who is interested. You in do deserve it because you are a podcast celebrity and you have uh, recorded 50, however many episodes for this. So um, this is 56. Yeah. 56, so 56 episodes of talking about games in the universe. Heard your, heard your call. So yeah, that. Well, so, but so did you. And so you, you're, not, you're in, <laughs> don't you're talk in about it. Don't say it. <laughs> All right. I have a lot to say, so I need to stop talking for a moment and um, ask, how are you and what are you playing? And and we'll also get into what our community has been playing uh, recently. Well, I am well. Thank you for asking. Um, I am still enjoying my job and feel challenged. So that is lovely. I don't know how long I've been there now. I think it's been two or three months. It's like I haven't. It's interesting how, you know, people always say time flies when you're having fun. But I guess (laughs) my version is time flies when you enjoy what you do. So um, and like learning the ropes and getting up to speed on uh, in an exciting role and job and company. Yeah. And it's great because despite the fact of having such a long history, like the street, I think debuted in 1996. Um, wow. And, you know, of course, as print or or on the web, uh, on the web, as far as I know, but I could be wrong mm-hmm. about that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're in the same stable with Sports Illustrated, which is also owned by our company. Um, ah. So, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of old. But what's cool about it, right, is it like, you know, a place like that could so easily end up being like, you know, oh, we know what we're doing. We're stodgy or whatever. But like my website has been like overhauled and like basically kind of is going for some different kind of things. So like, mm-hmm. you know, they want to develop a gaming section. So I get to like handle That's all great. of their like gaming business stories, which is a great deal of fun for me. Um, have you had a hand in nudging that? Cause I don't think that if to my recollection based on our chats, uh, I don't think they were gung ho about that. Have you, or, or am I wrong? Uh, I, pretty much was brought in like saying like, Hey, I'm interested in this and them saying, Hey, we don't have anybody who can cover it, who knows the the business. Um, so we want you to do that. So yeah, I'm basically like helping to build that part of the website, which is real fun. Um, Mm -hmm. so I like it, but, um, so yeah, my personal life is fun. My birthday is coming up. So I'm kind of excited about that. It's on May 10th. Um, and listeners, I told Matt that, (laughs) The K-pop horn, um, <laughs> as I think of it. Um, I uh, I already told um, Matt, but I'll tell everybody else that I am going to be out that week. Some good friends are visiting us, so we will not be recording a typical podcast that week. But we will like record one like to have it in the can, so to speak, and you guys will get something that week oh and, and so and, and we were just discussing that like oh it'll be like a folk we want it to be a focused topic maybe something specific maybe it's a an idea or a specific game or genre or franchise or whatever so like 
I don't know, what do you want to talk about? And I'm saying to you, to the community, because right. we have not decided on this yet. Mm-hmm. So if there's like maybe like a 30 minute episode about uh, Chrono Cross or whatever that you want to do. You'd d- love to d- hear dig into. Yeah. yeah. Tell us. Tell Please us in the Discord. Know. That'd be really nice. Um and you know, if not, we'll come up with some, you know, harebrained topic as we do. Because but... we don't want to we don't want to put the work in. Okay. We want you to do it for us, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> so uh anyway, but what I'm playing, okay, so it's been a couple of weeks. The last time we talked, as I recall, I was talking about how I wanted to get back to um to holy shit. Tokyo Ghostwire or Ghostwire Tokyo? Ghostwire Tokyo. And you said you said it reversed earlier before we started play- started Dude, recording. My, and I, and my, I was like, my yeah. poor fuzzy brain. Anyway, it's one of those. The game where you get to run around Tokyo and kill ghosts. Um, yes. So it's really interesting with that game, actually. And I want to just take a second to talk about this. I mm-hmm. love being in the game's world and I'm enjoying the game play. But in a very rare instance for me, I don't really give too much of a shit about the story, but I keep going Ooh. back to play the game. And you, as you know, wow. from all of these conversations we've had, that doesn't happen to me that often. Like How I usually, you? I know, <laughs> I usually really care about the story so much that like I'll quit a game, you know, mm-hmm. but I've been like, you know, maybe I'll care about it more later, but like, I don't know. I just don't feel particularly like the story is interesting. There's some parts of it I like, but like in the part that I'm at right now, I really don't care like about Mm -hmm. what's happening. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. well, but I'm enjoying the gameplay enough to keep playing. So that has been an interesting observation for me since it's something that like never happens to me. And the atmosphere and the setting it sounds like it's enough to make up that shortfall. Is that, would you yeah, say that? Yeah, that's what I think. Like, I was thinking about this. Okay. I was like, if there was any other game, you know, a game that wasn't set in, you know, one of my favorite places on Earth, Tokyo, like, would I be hanging in? And I was like, well, but it's not just the setting. You know, I think it's also the gameplay. I think it's also the... um <laughs> I can't remember if I talked about this in the previous podcast or not, but you can go up to both dogs and cats and like read their minds and pet no, them. No, you did not. I have not heard that, nor did you say that. Oh that's God. interesting. That's, so, that's yeah, a fun so thing. There's just like Shiba Inus and cats like wandering <laughs> around, just randomly wandering around Tokyo. So, cause you know, as you do. And so, uh, uh they did not get, uh, get raptured or whatever. Right. The no, heck is going no, on. no, they're okay. fine. So, and so, so what I, th- so what I think you're saying is, is all dogs do not go to heaven. Is that <laughs> what I'm understanding? I think you could be right. Um, Got it. But Got like, it's, so it's adorable. So like if you, if you move near a dog, like if you're passing, you'll hear a dog woofing and you'll be like, Oh, a woofer. <laughs> and you'll go up to him or her and they'll kind of look at you. So you can either pet the dog, which they like, and is a really cute animation of the dog <laughs> being like, Oh, or you can read the dog's mind. And which if you read the dog's mind, you have the opportunity to give the dog food if you have it, which I've bought a lot of dog food because I want to feed all the dogs because I'm me. Please don't tell me that there is voice acting for the dog's thoughts. Uh, no, they just wolf, but um, or okay. the cats, you know, meow. But um, but then what do you get? You get like an indicator of what they want or do you get text of the what dog, they're thinking? What's happening? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. There's a text that just says, like, do you want to feed the dog? And, you know, you can yes, say yes mm. and feed the dog. Um, and then after you feed the dog, he'll be like, 
you know, that was delicious or thank you or whatever. And then he'll be mm. like, I want to show you something. And he'll go <laughs> and like run off and you follow him or her and you did. And the dog will take you somewhere and dig in the ground and mm-hmm. give you like money or something. Great. Like they're like, I have, I have something for you. So it's fucking adorable. Okay. Yep. Um, that was uh that was a breath of the wild thing too if i'm not mistaken which was uh equally as adorable like if you, if you pet or fed certain animals they would uh kind of lead you to uh oh you know you're right i forgot about that Korok seeds. Yeah, yeah you're right i completely forgot about that but yeah you're totally right um so yeah that's adorable and then the cats are uh, a little bit more um re- removed um not removed what's the word i want um aloof aloof yeah like they you can pet them and they like it but like they're not going to give you anything which i think is very funny (laughs) and then to go to go along the animal lines also every shop in the game so like you can like go into like a convenience store which is called the uh conbini like you can go into one of those or you can like find these like freestanding like um little shops Mm -hmm. and there's always they're always manned by cats and the cats are floating oh, yeah, you did say that. in the air. Yeah, it's great. Like I literally like squeed with delight the first time I saw one. And they're the ones that sell you things. So like that, I, I guarantee you that those three things I just said are like keeping me in the game to some point where I'm like, I want to go find a new cat. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 right. There's there's there like you said, there's ambiance or there's um uh, uh, world building here that is not story per se, but it is a world you like inhabiting. I, I, this is very, very important. Are we saying like anthropomorphic cats who are like walking around sh- talking or literal cats that happen that are like on the store that are in the store and then you somehow buy stuff from them like what are we what are we saying literally here? cats and dogs like like actual cats and actual dogs the- but they don't they don't act like humans no I mean they yeah. talk but they're animals. Just they look exactly like the animals that we own and that live in our houses with us. So, um, so yeah, pretty. Because in the um, in the Monster Hunter universe, the Palicos are they 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 look and act like cats, but they walk on two legs and sort of like speak and gesture and cook your food and sell you items. And I was picturing that, but I don't think that's right for, for no, it's literally just cats that look like cats, dogs that look like dogs and the, the cats talk, but it's, uh, they don't have voiceovers or anything. It's, you know, you just mm-hmm. get a little box and the cat might go <laughs> <laughs> as they do. <laughs> that's what mine sound like, like creaky. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Cause I was like, gosh, I really don't have a lot of games where I've like liked the world. Now I, I will say this, I'm not playing it frequently. Uh, that's partially hmm. due to the fact that I have tennis elbow and I don't want to aggravate it any more than I do Still? like typing. Yes. It, it uh, takes a long time to go away apparently even with okay. physical therapy. So, uh, after I type for eight hours, I don't always feel mm. up to playing a game, you know, like mm-hmm. it'll hurt my arm more. Um, so I've been like really selective and careful about taking time to play it, but like I just played some, night before last, I think I played a few hours and I was like, I'm still enjoying this. So that's like nice, you know, like, and, all right. And what are you, are you advancing main plot storyline or are you kind of bumbling around in side quests? Like, what are you, what are you doing in this world that you are enjoying? I've done a little of both. Like there's a plentiful amount of side quests and all of them give you like, you know, pretty decent bonuses, you know, with money and, um, you know, buffs to help you fight and stuff like that. So I've enjoyed, like I've had runs where I've kind of just doodled around and done side quests. And then I've had runs where I've only worked on the main, uh, story, 
So, you know, I guess it's been kind of a mix of both. Um, a little this, a little that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, well, whatever I feel like I'm in the mood for, I guess, when I, you know, show up in that particular, that particular playthrough is what I'll do. But um, I tend to get, you know, because I have ADHD, I guess I tend to get so bored so quickly <laughs> and need so much new input. And so I find it interesting that I'm still returning to the game I'm not sure how long it's been since it came out now, but I'm like still going back to it periodically. And that's also kind of new behavior for me. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting to hear you say that that you are attracted to or sticking with a game that where story is is in the back seat. Uh, what's the loop? What, what is the is it just ambiance or is there a gameplay loop that you're like, yeah, I will I will do this thing Mm. for uh for three hours well actually now that i stopped to think about it one thing that you do get with all the side quests is like real lore so um and not like lore i mean technically lore within the game but like lore that is true to japan so Mm. like you know you might find out like i had a quest last time i played and it was like you'll meet a ghost. It's always started by a ghost, like starting the quest and the ghost will be like, you know, I don't know, like, uh, it'll tell you some problem it's having like, Oh, you know, I can't walk down this, this. And I mean, it's dead, so I don't even know why it cares, but like, (laughs) you know, I can't go do this or this is, or there's a problem at the pond and this is happening. And so you might like, for instance, go to the pond and find out, Oh, there's a Kappa that's haunting the pond. And a Kappa is a form of yokai, which is basically Mm -hmm. like Japan's, you know, ghosts. Yeah. A Kappa is like a, um, a frog, Right. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, like a frog. And as I recall, and like the game doesn't like give you a history lesson or anything. Um, yeah. But like, you know, it basically kind of explains to you in, in small bits here and there, like, you know, what the cap is known for. Like the cap is kind of like this lecherous creature that steals stuff. And the ca- the cap is stealing something in, in the side quest. Mm-hmm. So you kind of mm-hmm. have to like do, you sneak up on it to like mm-hmm. spirit it away. And uh, so I do think that maybe that is part of what makes the side quest interesting. Cause they're not just like, Hey, go do this errand. They're like, Hey, go do this errand. But each of those errands is probably rooted in some sort of, some form of Japanese mythology. That's interesting to me. That's what I was going to say. I was like, it's not this. This is not story progression per se, but like, uh, totally your jam. Like, I yeah. it's not surprising why you're why you're you're sticking around here. Yeah, I didn't think about it honestly, but but yeah, actually, that makes the side quest because I've always been extremely interested in yokai. Um, in fact, I, when Yokai Watch came out, I was like super into it and loved it, and I was like, this is a Pokemon competitor, and everyone was like, Fuck, uh, shut up, no, it's not. Uh, uh-huh. But I loved it. Uh, are uh, so you know you will know uh much better than i remember are yokai ghosts of humans like human spirits or are they like demon situations uh no they're they're not they're not typically ghosts of human spirits so basically like they're and but i wouldn't call them like demons either they're they're okay. supernatural entities like spirits yeah, spirits basically okay. um and all of them are usually like usually it depends on their behavior. Like, like there's a range of different behavior that yokai can like exhibit. Like some are malevolent, Mis- mischievous or malevolent, right, but some are friendly. Like, so yeah. they're not necessarily like one, you know, good or bad. Okay. Um, 
but I think like, you know, they're folk tales, right? Like a lot of, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, of, uh, Japanese, you know, kind of might believe like, oh, this thing happens. So, you know, perhaps it's, you know, this spirit and there's, there's spirits for so many different things. So yeah, sure. it's, it's interesting. Cause I mean, if you think about it, we have a similar mythology around, you know, things like the boogeyman or, yeah, um, yeah. you know, Nessie or whatever, like, but their, right. their catalog is just extensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not the souls of dead people, but other, uh-huh. uh, supernatural beings that, that share the world with us. Yeah. Exactly. That's, interesting. that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, but yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Like, I think you're right. Like, that's probably a big piece of what keeps me interested in the game. Um, so, and there is are, this, there, are, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, no, I, I, you, I want to know fr- from your experience or your enjoyment of it, like, is the story of like, what happened? Everyone's gone. People, it's, there are ghosts and spirits. Like, is it? Is it good and cool? Like, is it a cool premise and is it paying off? Like, I think it is. Um, There's only one thing that doesn't really work for me. And it's like a part of the reason why your main character is motivated. But Uh, oh, yeah, I've heard about this. (laughs) Yeah. But like the weird thing about it, right, is that like in the very first scene in the game, your main character gets his body like inhibited by a, a spirit, a, a person mm-hmm. who, who was a mm-hmm. person. And so you're kind of like sharing. You, you have, you have your own motivations and the person who's sharing your body has motivations. Um, yeah. and so the person who's sharing my body, I find his motivations very interesting and I find his character very interesting. Uh, huh. my character is like searching for, I think his sister and I don't find that remotely interesting for some reason, but I don't know why. Like I found that plot interesting in movies sometimes, but for some reason Mm -hmm. I don't care about it in this game, but maybe I will later. I don't know. Randomly. uh, That is so similar to the, the story of shadow of Mordor, which is um, basically Lord of the ring, really good Lord of the rings fan fiction uh, as a, you know, official licensed video game. I mean, it's a such, these are such good uh, games, uh, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, but you are um, a human who lo- loses his family to Sauron's minions or whatever, and then gets gets killed and then inhabited by the a, the wraith of a of an elven uh, smith. Oh, neat. Who is a very who is a very important person, but you don't realize why until later. But basically, your your character cannot die because you're like possessed by a, a wraith, so you keep coming back to, um, to to fuck with orcs, which is always fun. But similarly, this dude has his motivations, and you have your own mo- motivations, and you're pretty much a, a cool team until shit goes down, and then you realize what's going on. Uh, and I, I think that is a cool premise for, um, and it also solves the, like, you can never really die in a video game problem. Like you don't (laughs) need lives or health. You can just literally, you can die and then come back because of, uh, elf magic or whatever the fuck it is, you know? So, uh, it's cool. I, 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 Shout out to shadow of Mordor. Uh, real. I love those games. That's awesome. I'd never heard of that before. 
So cool. Um, so do you think you're going to see the story all the way to the end here with I Ghostwire? Mean, quite honestly, I'm still looking forward to the next time I'm going to play it. So it's hard to say for sure. But I mean, it's looking good so far. Yeah. Um, I definitely plan to play it this weekend, you know, depending on my arm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so but um, so, you know, I'll keep keep you posted. But, uh, the other thing I want to briefly touch on, um, was a game that I, some friends had mentioned this game to me and I knew nothing about this game, um, before they mentioned it to me. Um, but I think I might've briefly said something about it last time we recorded. I'm not sure. So the game is Mm -hmm. called Norco N O R C O. Um, We did talk about it. Yeah. So a point and click narrative adventure. Um, of course I had to go get it because people were like, this takes place in the suburbs and swamps of South Louisiana. And I was like, well, I grew up there, so I'm going to have to play this. Also, this in game Louisiana, is like, you did really, yeah, yeah. You didn't know that. Uh, oh my God, gosh. I can't I believe we've gotten that. this far in a friendship and you didn't know that I grew up in new Orleans and lived there until I was 27. Um, okay. Well, uh, so like I knew New Orleans, but I guess I didn't, I didn't connect. You were like the Southern swamps of Louisiana. And I don't think of New Orleans as. Oh uh, yeah, that that's fair. But I mean, you know, yeah, South Louisiana, like, you know, I definitely, definitely left the city and went other places. And like, for instance, if yep. you drive to the capital of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, it's about an mm-hmm. hour drive from New Orleans. And man, are you going to see what, the stuff that's in this game like <laughs> and then like even though i like i grew up in a suburb of new orleans but like a lot of the imagery in this game is like <sighs> i don't know if this is familiar to anybody else but like a lot of the the imagery there was a um not a nuclear power plant but like a actually no you know what maybe it was a nuclear power plant i have to look it up at any rate there was a like it wouldn't be weird at all for you to see this kind of silhouette against the night sky of like these tall black buildings that were like mm-hmm. all lit up. I don't know if those are always like nuclear power setups or if there's or some you know, sort of like industrial power station that's always looming in the distance yes, of, yes, of a, you. you know, a perhaps a, <laughs> you know, a rundown or had better days kind of a town or city. Right. Yeah. Like uh, the description on the steam page says, calls it the verdant industrial swamps. That's probably a really good, (laughs) but like some people have maybe never seen that, you know, so they'd be Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what that is, but like, to me, it's so weird. Uh, Oh, oil refineries, right. Labyrinthine oil refineries is what it says here. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I was like, well, I have to play this, you know, and from the word go, it was like, oh, man, number one, the writing is excellent. Like from the first line, I was like, oh, man, someone (laughs) someone wrote this that 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 knows how to write. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, I played the demo. I didn't buy the game yet and I plan to. But I was just like, well, why buy it right now when I've got like five other games that I need to play? you know, play, but the demo is free and it is act mm-hmm. one and it is available um, on Steam. Good. I was about to say it does. It start from the beginning because uh, some demos are like, it's a random chapter and it you'll figure it out later. One, So I'm assuming that you would replay, you know, you would play it from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. But from what I played, I definitely am going to buy it. Um, yeah. It has crazy high scores across like a t- shit ton of different review websites. Um, is this steam only right now? Cause it's like a, 
point and click situation. Yeah. And I have a feeling it might not be anywhere else because I mean, Mm. I could be wrong unless for some reason it continues to drive this kind of interest, you know, maybe I guess. I mean, it'll it it's it's a darling right now. So uh, I'm sure it will it will end up elsewhere. Uh, Keep keep going. I'm going to take a peek and see what where else it might be. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, I think this is probably. Like if you were a Disco Elysium fan, like this would probably be mm-hmm. like a really good game for you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing I can oh, say. Oh, it looks like Xbox Two. Sorry, oh, really? I'm just, I want to make sure we we get the record. Yeah. Uh, oh, on Game Pass. Yeah, oh. on Game Pass. That's great. Oh, that's really great. Well, that means I can play it for free because I have Game Pass. So thank you for checking nice. that. Actually, there just taught go. me something. Ooh, yeah. Perfect. Don't buy it. <laughs> awesome um but yeah like definitely you know for people who have never been to louisiana it will probably be like wow this is a very unusual setting to you it has a very gritty feel um for those who have lived and and or been to louisiana it's just a mind fuck because it's all like oh my god i've been there oh my god oh my god they nailed this oh my god they nailed that like specific places or 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 more like homages okay no no no. you are in like the at the end of the demo i was in the french quarter and i was like i know what fucking street this is Mm -hmm. or like (laughs) oh my god like we're we're in the backyard of someone's house but like i know exactly where they you know it's hard when like you've it's hard not to notice stuff like that when you've grown up your whole life seeing it right so um, totally. But but yeah, so anyway, highly recommend it. Very interesting demo. And now I'm going to go play it for free because Matt found out that it's on Game Pass. <laughs> I just have to make sure we clarify. <laughs> it, I, it appears to only be on PC. So the Game Pass is, is part of PC Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate. And it is oh, showing... Okay. On the Xbox.com website, which, again, we think of Xbox as a as a box on your mantle, but um, playable on PC. So part of Game Pass, but for PC only. So you have to get it from the Windows Store or whatever the heck it is. But still free to you if you have uh, yes. Ultimate. I yes. I, um, I, I use Game Pass on my computer. So for me, it's like perfect. Yep. But, you know, it's so funny. It's like I have so many games in front of me sometimes that I just forget. Like, I forget oh, that cute. I even I forget to open Game Pass. I forget to check. Like, I wish I should see totally. if there's like a pop up that will just be like, this is what's new on Game Pass. So I can actually remember. <laughs> there's got to be. It. But if they're not if they're not recommending things or no, notifying you, then that's uh, that's a, a missed opportunity from a marketing point of view, I suppose. Well, I could not have the notifications on. I'm like a notorious Turner offer. So Same. maybe I should. Uh, oh, yeah. Look, there's a little notifications thing. Can I turn that on? <laughs> I get emails from Stadia. I did a three-month free trial of Stadia because I wanted to see what it was all about, and it was free because I I had bought some other Google storage product or something. So they're like, "Oh, you get Stadia." I'm like, "Great!" Uh, neat. And it was the it neat. It was the best out of all of the cloud gaming services I've ever, ever tried. Which doesn't wow. mean it was good, and doesn't mean it would be something I would enjoy using but it was far and away the most responsive and best performing uh cloud streaming at least from where i am on my internet whatever you know a thousand factors but uh and then i just i get i get emails i i I stopped subscribing but i get emails like oh you you could get you have this game now i'm like cool cool i probably probably won't play it but i have it you know you like you own that they they give game they they give games away in an epic store 
kind of way of like, oh, now you have it and it's in your library. You don't sort of like you subscribe to the service and you own games, which is a whole can of worms that made it a questionable product. But anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm going to say that that is more or less like all I've really got major on my plate as far as what I'm playing and what I'm interested in. So this is probably the point at which we can go. <gasps> Steam Deck. That's the point of no return. Well, wait a minute. Actually, uh, there was a couple of things that we wanted to mention in the um, from the discord, right? Yeah, we have to. We have to. Um, uh, I, I popped in the discord after I got back from vacay and I said the Steam Deck is here. Uh, very curious if anyone else is interested in this device, aside from just sort of like reading headlines and keeping an eye on it. Um, as we said, Megalith got bumped, uh, which really stinks because especially I know he's a big Final Fantasy 14 fan. And mm-hmm. uh, while FF14 is not officially supported and I'm, I'll get into what that means in a moment um there's a lot of videos out there of like yep i'm you know on the toilet here playing uh playing an mmo and it runs great. everyone's dream so uh get get hyped uh final fantasy 14 fans uh so game changers uh, are around I'll the talk corner more about that stuff in a moment <laughs> uh Docky says uh that he has a Steam Deck pre-ordered, but it isn't due until Q3. Uh, and that uh he says, I love small and unusual PC games, and I don't love sitting at my desk after a day of work. This, Preach. Exactly. This, this is this. literally my entire excitement. Like if this weekend, instead of sitting at my computer, which I've done all freaking week long to play Norco, if I could just go sit on my couch and play Norco, I would yep. be very happy. So like if, if exactly. in fact, he's right, which you're probably about to tell me and you can dock the stream deck to just play on your TV, I will be the happiest camper. Uh, so there's more to that equation. You can, but that's not really why it's awesome uh, because um, Docky's saying streaming from my PC to my TV or phone is fantastic. Same. I've talked a lot about that. And when you set it up correctly with a great wired connection and you're using the right software and you're matching your refresh rates, it is a fantastic experience, but it is a headache. I mean, I to stream from my PC to my TV... I need to turn on my computer, log in, switch to the monitor that has the correct refresh rate, toggle a USB switch so I can route my controller uh, via wired connection, open, turn on my TV, uh, turn on my uh, uh, NVIDIA Shield, open up Moonlight, sync to the computer, launch Steam, I'm in a game. Like, it's a, it's re- like you can do all that within 30 seconds, but I just listed a stupid amount of steps to play a video game. This is what Docky is saying. Uh, so he says, here's hoping the Steam Deck just works. Uh, I would love to dock it uh, to the TV if it was as easy as the Switch, etc." But what's, and I will cover this momentarily, but um, you are talking about a particular game, Narco, Norco, I keep saying Narco, Norco, which um, likely has a keyboard and mouse uh, point and click sort of situation and more and more of these games are getting controller support you could play civilization or city skylines with a controller like officially um but if you dock the steam deck 
then you're going to have to hook up a keyboard and ma- like the mat. One oh. of the magical things about the deck is the haptic pads where you can play native keyboard and mouse in your hands. And it's, it's tremendous. And that's like the tiniest fraction of why I'm excited about this. So anyway, um, Q3 crew, uh, Docky, we, we hope that you get your email soon uh, and that you don't have to wait much longer. It sounds like he's definitely uh, going to gonna get in there and, and make the purchase, take the plunge. Um, but he also says, I'm currently playing 24-hour Parsley People, which um, <laughs> is the most ridiculous name of a video game that I've ever if I could give an award uh, to a person for playing the most unique games I have never heard of, Docky would win that <laughs> award every single time. I love it. This is from a computer system released in Europe in 1982 uh, or in, in, in the UK, maybe in Britain only uh, called the ZX Spectrum. Okay. So... That's what Docky's doing uh, awesome. this weekend, and that's, it's awesome. That's freaking awesome! Thank you for always enlightening <laughs> us to new things, Docky. So cool. <laughs> okay, let's see. I think we also wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, Pedro came in because he wanted to talk about a few things he's playing. He said, "I've put Horizon and." Saiken Densetsu 3 on pause for Chrono Cross, a game that's dear to me. I just wish the re-release was better. The slowdown is pretty bad in a lot of places, but even then, it doesn't take away how much I love the soundtrack and general melancholic story about what-ifs and the consequences of our actions reverberating through time and space. And I agree. I have not been able to pick Chrono Cross back up because I've been distracted by other things, Um, but I plan to pick it back up and I have a lot of the same love that Pedro has. This, the music has been some of my favorite game music for like decades, but I really mm-hmm. don't remember the story super well anymore. So I think it is going to be really nice. And of course, I'm just, you know, madly in love with everything Squaresoft does. So like for me, playing a Squaresoft game has a whole atmosphere regardless of what title it is. So I know I'm going to love that <laughs> part of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward did, to getting back to it. Did you buy it? Did you buy did. it on Switch or mm-hmm. okay. I bought it on okay. Switch because yep. I knew that despite any of the hiccups of the re-release that you know I didn't I didn't have a current copy and I would have had to emulate it to play it. So mm-hmm. I was quite happy to have it a way to play it on my Switch. I knew it would be imperfect to me, but like for the little tiny bit of time I did play, I was pretty okay with what I was looking at. So, you know what? Maybe I, I was I guess I was about to ask if it's on Steam. I don't know. And I, if if the real release was on Steam as well. Yes, it is. Nice. So now I'm wondering, you know, here's my question and I'm sure this can be researched and I'm sure um Pedro or our listeners might be aware of it, but like games from that era ran like shit. Just in general. So if this is like a one-to-one, like, here's what it was like back in the day, then that's just what the game is. Uh, And so it's disappointing they did not put work into, like, tidying that up. But there's a difference between, like, a shitty port that runs poorly or, like, a game that's being emulated accurately to what it was in 97 or 8 or whenever this is from. Mm -hmm. And so that's my first question. And my second question is, like, if it is a shitty port, then is there a, a, some advantage to getting it on Steam 
versus uh, Switch? And I don't know the answers to this, and I'm sure they can be Googled, but uh, I'm now I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, you know, was it not on Switch? I think this would be one of those perfect times where I'd be like, yay, it's on Steam, but now I could, you know, pick up my Steam Deck and bring it to the sofa. So, because obviously I want right. to do pretty much all my gaming either on the sofa or in bed. <laughs> right. So, and this, this, this device changes the calculus immensely for a lot of reasons that I will get into uh, momentarily. But uh, was there anything else we wanted to touch on here? Uh, from our listeners, lots of good, lots of good chatter, uh, conversation about radical dreamers and Chrono Cross and, uh, finding good old fashioned 3DSs to, uh, to kick around. Yeah. Um, so that's always fun, but I think it's time. It's time. It's time. Let me give you, let me, let me put the music in here just to make it official. Now I just, I don't want to blab for like an hour straight i want i do i really it's very important to me that this is a conversation so i want i will be asking you questions and i will be i want you to interrupt and say i don't care about this or or why does this matter or you know what about this thing what about that thing so please do that okay if when you can if you can and um the other preface that i'll put here for you and the listeners is that i'm extremely excited about certain technological aspects of this thing that seem really boring and nerdy and inconsequential and then when you add them up together i i really am not being hyperbolic when I say that this is a this is a future of gaming moment. There is a there is some innovation here that I think will radically change how video games are put onto devices, large and small, forever. Wow. Um, and you know, I'm going to make some predictions here, and I'm not an expert, but there's something about this that I'm going to explain that's like. Oh shit! If every uh, if we all if we do this everywhere, then shit's gonna go. Then we're gonna get some real crazy shit uh, well, bef- happening in the next ten years. Go into that. Let me ask you to mm-hmm. condense briefly, almost like a quick outline before we jump deeper. So, if you had to name three things without explanations, just three things, three lines that you think quantify it for that, what would those three things be? Yes, the uh, I have my outline here. Uh, it's ready to go. I've made a, a, a document. The things are the culmination of all of Valve slash Steam's innovations over the last ten mm, ish years, which is the Steam controller and Steam input, uh, Steam machines, which is Steam OS, which is a Linux operating system, and this sort of like steam link thing where it's like you can play steam games anywhere even though you're streaming them from another device um those things all sort of failed and never went mainstream and now they're all together in one place and it's a breakthrough number two as as you were just saying or we were just alluding to Oh man, I can't play this cool strategy game on Switch because it's a mouse and keyboard game with a thousand hotkeys. Well, now you can. 
Mm-hmm. And so keyboard and mouse games are now in bed with you. And that's pretty rad. Um, the most important thing, and I know that it is going to sound very technical and stupid, and I'm going to explain why it's a game changer, is a feature called frame limiting on the Steam Deck, uh, and more importantly on Steam OS. And sort of adjacent to that is, um, uh, yeah, I forget what they call it in the UI. It's like... Um, like uh, resolution it's like resolution scaling or resolution interpolation and then specifically because it's an amd uh, chip or graphics processor in the steam deck it's using using fsr uh i forget what that stands for but remember dlss for nvidia where it like it's basically taking a low res image and upscaling it with ai uh to be sharper and that's Sounds like, okay, cool. It can look a little crisper. No, no, no. There's huge ramifications for this that I did not understand until touching this device. See, it's interesting Uh, to me that you quantify that as being so nerdy and like so inconsequential because if it matters this much to you, then surely it must matter a lot to other people that will use this system. But it's, I'll, I'll get into why it, I thought it mattered for different reasons, and it matters for much more important reasons that m- normal people will care about one day. So you asked for that sort of top line summary. Those are the three to four bullet points of like why this is big. Yeah. Well, that helps. I just think it's nice to kind of get a top down before you dive in, because obviously this is a totally. huge topic. But so since we've kind of narrowed down to that, why don't you go into depth about the first one? Okay. So when this thing was announced, it's like, it's Steam OS and it can play Steam games. And I was like, these are Windows. This is Windows. Like, how how are you going to play Windows on a non-Windows com- computer? And the short answer is there's a compatibility layer called Proton, which fools games into thinking that it's Windows, but it's actually doesn't run you could put windows on it but you you don't really want to it it eschews all the bullshit and accumulated garbage that we've had in windows for 20 years and just is this clean linux os that is specifically built for games and steam games and so point is they could have released a handheld device that runs windows and you put steam on it and hey it plays games but most of them are janky like they could have that could have been enough But instead, they did the work to translate the Windows ecosystem almost entirely into a console experience. So it's this merging of the janky shit-ass world of PC gaming, which is so annoying and complicated and frustrating, and cutting out all the bullshit and then making a consolifying it. And... It's not perfect today, and it may never be perfect, perfect, but like they did the work to transition from one ecosystem in the other into the other. And that's where I go back immediately to like, oh, right. On Steam, you can change your control input device to anything you want you want to use an xbox controller great you want to use a ps4 controller great are you disabled you want to use a a a haptic situation with your feet great if you don't like jumping with the a button you can map it to the trigger great you can do whatever you want on steam input and that's because 
they have this very malleable system, which then connected to the Steam controller, which ultimately failed. But it was this vision of like, what if you could play keyboard and mouse games on your TV? What if you could map your controls however you want? Mm -hmm. And now you've got a device that can play anything, almost anything in your Steam library. And it's and and that dynamic control scheme thing is now in the palm of your hands. You can set it up however you want. And also there's a thousand community created control scheme. Like this sort of like, hey, thousands of players really care about this too. And they're going to figure out the best way to play this game. And you can figure it out however your hands work. You know, like, so that, that layer is step one. Um, and so that sort of bringing PC gaming out of the shitty windows world and into a, in, into a console world has completely changed the calculus of like, what game can I slash do I want to play? Cause previously my choices were as a non, as a owner of Nintendo and PC, my choices were, do I sit down on the couch or at a desk and play a premium P- PC experience, like the best version of a game that it could be? Mm-hmm. Or do I buy the Switch version, which probably costs more, and get like likely an inferior version? Right. But I really like the portability and this and the simplicity of that console experience. Right. The convenience were really, my, yeah. Exactly. And I'm happy to pay 10 bucks more if it if it's a good port for convenience. And that was sort of how I calculated it and now that is completely out the window because now i can basically play anything in handheld on the couch or i can stream it to my tv from my pc and whatever so now every single video game and i'm including like all emulation from all points in history and all Steam games and all Nintendo games, like with the exception of like PS5 exclusive games, I can now play anything the best it can be. Wow. And I can play it anywhere I want in my house. And, and I'm not really the guy to do this. I could also take it, you know, on an airplane or whatever. Wow. Now there's an asterisk there because when I say you can play any Steam game, well, there's a lot of there is some fiddling and understanding that goes into whether or not you want to do that on the Steam Deck. And I'm saying that as like, oh, it's fiddly. That sounds like a negative. It's actually fucking huge. Like it's it's actually the part I'm most excited about. So I mentioned mouse and keyboard, the haptic pads, the controller is so it's so great. P.S. The other thing I'll say is like it's fucking huge. Like it's so big. Right. It's not heavy, but the bigness of it is um a lot, especially because I've been playing almost exclusively on the deck for like a week. And then I picked up my Switch Lite. And you realize, and like, oh lo- my God. What is this toy? What is this phone? <laughs> it is microscopic compared. It's wild. So you say you say it's not heavy. Do you know how much it weighs? Uh, you know, I don't know, and that can certainly be looked up. I, I, what I mean to say is, like, it's a giant thing, and then you take it out of the case, and you're like, oh, that's not that, it's not that bad, not that heavy. You know, I was surprised at how light it was, hmm. given its size, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I saw the pictures you took of it, I was like, 
man, I don't know, you know? Like it, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of right. gave me like that, like Game Gear vibes where it just felt like this clunky. <laughs> but then I was also like, I know that Valve would not make something clunky. So like, despite the fact that it looks that way, I feel like the handling has to feel different. So And the sticks and the D-pad are way up on top. So it looks like... It looks like you're going to crunch your hands into claws to like get on the very tippy top of this thing. It's not like that at all. It's extremely comfortable. The one weird quirk I'm running into with control schemes is like sometimes like I'm trying to play Factorio, which is very, very keyboard and mouse hotkeys. You have your keyboard ready. And there are control schemes that try to figure that out but they're using sticks for some things and then trackpads for other things and so moving from sticks down to trackpads and back up again is very cumbersome and very awkward right 99 of games are either controller games or mouse games so that's really not an issue but sometimes the janky like community setups like if a game does not have official steam deck support and it's just sort of like the developer being like, we did our best. Good luck. It can be Rough. strange, yeah. but then you can fix it. You can customize it however you want. So I'm slowly figuring out a scheme for Factorio that will work. So again, I'm, I won't go, I won't stay on that point, but point, but, but, but all that to say is like mouse and keyboard, anything you want to play strategy games, like they're all now accessible and it is changing. There are games in my steam library where it's that are like, I bought this, Three years ago, I'm never going to sit at my computer. As as Docky said, I'm never going to sit at my computer after a long day of work. Now I can play them. And, wow. I'm, and I'm like, oh, I'm excited to play this. I never I never touched this game. I really want to play it. Right, now. right. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I do think that there are unique personality types that will not mind working at their computer all day and then, like, you sure. know, going to eat something and coming back and sitting at their computer all night. I am not one of those people. So like <laughs> I got to get away. So, I mean, yeah, this, get away. you know, of course the biggest thing for me was like, you know, is this going to basically make my PC library as accessible as my switch library? So yes. that's what I'm hearing the excitement of in your voice. And I'm like, yes, yes it will. That's what I want. And, and, and that is awesome. And it's exciting. And it's very cool when you see it in action. And I'm here to tell you, that that factor and the form factor of the device, all that nifty, not the reason this is the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not, it's not as exciting as what I'm about to get into. So, uh, the frame limiting is a thing. I didn't realize that this device has, <laughs> I don't know what it and is. So you're going to explain it, totally, right? I'm going to explain it. Okay. So, um, a, ve- a very simple explanation of, um, uh, refresh rates and frame rates. And you probably know some of this or a lot of this and, and listeners probably know some of it and it's, it's technical, but I I will explain why this is so fucking cool. The refresh rate of a screen is how many times per second the screen shows an image. And typically for computer monitors or for games and for television, it's, I won't split hairs, but it's 60 for, for simplicity's sake, it is 60 frames per second. And so then you have a game or any image a video or whatever that is displaying a picture at 
60 frames per second. And when you when the the game engine is showing 60 frames per second and your computer screen is is refreshing at 60 hertz, it's butter. It's magic. It's that smooth video game feel that we know and love. And then conversely, if the game if the device you're running the game on is not powerful enough to display uh, a 60 frame image, then it will probably choose by developer choice or by frame limiting to say, you know what, we're just going to stick to 30 frames. So a lot of AAA games when they get ported to a Switch, for example, um, are like, hey, this is the same game, looks great, plays great, but we're showing 30 frames per second as opposed to 60, and 30 divides evenly into 60, so it's still a very smooth experience. It just feels... um, a little muddier, a little uh, wobblier. It's not. It's a. It's consistent, but it is not that buttery smooth. And then you get really intense people who buy like 120 hertz monitors, 140 people who play like Overwatch and and Call of Duty or whatever, and they're really competitive Fortnite, and they need to have like more than 120 frames per second every second to get really precise mm-hmm. with mouse and keyboard, whatever. And that's, and it's very cool when you see it. And, but most people don't care about that. Anyway, you joke with me about, Oh, 59 frames per second. Fuck that. Like y- that is a running joke among us. And, and perhaps some of our listeners of like that. I, as a snob would not settle for one frame less than 60 frames. And, the Wait a reason minute. That Matt it, said go. that himself. <laughs> I said that, but I, I do want to clarify the reason I, I may have alluded to that because it matters for what I'm about to explain. It is not an issue of like, oh, if there's one frame less than 60, I don't like it. The point is, whenever a game struggles to hit that 60, 60, 60 alignment, 60 frames, 60 hertz. If you if if there's a big explosion on screen or there's lots of particles or whatever a lot of a big texture loads in or whatever if your console or your computer or whatever struggles to keep up it's like uh, I hit the limit I I can't serve every single frame I got to drop some frames now looking at a 59 frame image looking at a 54 frame image looks exactly the fucking same as a 60 frame image, you can't tell the difference because we're not superheroes. But the point is, the screen is refreshing at 60 and the game is delivering 58, which causes stutter. And when those two things don't align, you, you this beautiful, silky smooth uh, video game experience that you're having is like, uh, oh, oh, okay, I caught up again. Mm. and that and we all know what that is Mm -hmm. and we all know that feeling and it's fine but it it can detract from the experience the smoothness the whatever now that's just something we all we all are used to on consoles and in on computers and then it's like you're playing a pc game it's like oh man this one area it's i'm kind of losing a few frames here it's not keeping up so let me turn the shadows down to medium and that's going to kind of fix that and and, and then i'll keep going i don't mind that the shadows look a little jaggy or the aliasing is off a little bit i'll just i'd rather have the smoother frame rate or you or you say 
Hell no. I want it to look as beautiful as possible. That stuttering doesn't bother me. And then so the versatility of PC gaming, you can then choose what you care about, which is why I like PC gaming. It's it's my favorite platform. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of boring bullshit that I'm sorry if people have uh, fallen asleep or tuned out. But here's the reason why this matters. You there is a frame limiter in Steam OS on this device that lets you limit the frames on the fly. And so the screen is refreshing at 60, but if you're running a game that's like, oh, this is like starts at 60, then bounces to 42, and then jumps up to 54, and then runs at 60 in this area, but then, ah, shits the bed here. It's all over the place. It's a really shitty experience because this is a handheld computer. It's not, it's powerful, but it's not that powerful. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, 30, 90 powerful or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, and we know that. So what you can do any at any time is say, you know what? This isn't running so great at 60. I'm going to limit the frames to 30 only, regardless of what the game wants to do or what the game engine is set to do. At the OS level, you go into a menu and you're like, click 30. Now, you're playing the same game, the same instance. You didn't quit the game or reload it. Now you're playing buttery smooth 30 frames per second. Is it as good as 60? No, but it's consistent. So now that sort of choppiness and stuttering and like spikes and and valleys of of the frame times are now consistently at 30. And it's amazing because you can make that choice whenever you want. And so you can play Elden Ring on a handheld device and it's it's a fantastic experience because at the Steam OS level you can make that choice. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because like you can do that with PC gaming too, but you have to quit the game, go into uh. NVIDIA control panel. You have to select the game. You have to say, okay, NVIDIA, never let this game run at more than thirty frames per second. Okay, great. Then you got to make sure that your monitor is set at the correct refresh rate. Maybe you're going to change the refresh rate. You're going to keep it at six, whatever. And then you go back in the game. It's like, okay, is that working? Yeah, it's pretty good. But maybe I'll do. Now you're just like a fucking iPhone or a Switch. You're just like, ah, I'm just going to change that, and wow. you switch it to get the best performance you can get out of a game depending on what you want from a game at any given time. Wow. And I'm and I'm saying this to then go back to the whole like imagine if Windows had these features in the PC gaming ecosystem it and it and it does but they're fiddly and granular and they're a pain in the ass and most people don't understand them. Now it's a switch. It's a toggle switch oh, on the Steam Deck. Okay, but it gets better. So now we're saying, okay, well, I can access any game in my Steam library, any quirky indie you know, platformer, as, as Doki was saying, or I can play Elden Ring or God of War on this device and I can tweak the settings to make it work. Now you get into the uh, image scaling, which is another feature right on the side panel where you just press a button and you're like, how would you like to do this? And you toggle it up. And what this does is saying, all right, the screen of the uh, Steam Deck actually has a bizarre resolution of 1280 by 800. It's a non-standard resolution. I don't fucking know why they chose that. It's actually kind of weird. It's not 
720 or 1080 as, a, as it would be standard like a TV. Anyway, let's say a game that you love is not running so great. You can go into the game settings and say, you know, it's not running great at the native resolution of 800. You go back uh, in and you change it to like 500 or 540 or something. And you play it and it looks like shit. It's all jaggy and you can't read the text because it's just a low resolution running on a small screen. You then slide the scaling slider all the way up to FSR, which is AMD's proprietary scaling technology or whatever it's called. I forget what it stands for. And it sharpens the image. So now the deck is running at a lower resolution, which means it can run at a higher frame rate, more consistent, more smooth. But it looks like shit, except you slide the slider up and the AI or whatever super sampling technology is being done sharpens it back up to a 720 image. So you get the headroom. The device is working less hard to play the game, which means it plays much better. And then the toggle slider makes it look pretty in the menu. And so I'm mentioning this because a while back, we sat down here and we were talking about the Switch Pro rumors. Mm-hmm. And the Switch Pro, it, this was it's it obviously is a real thing that really was going to happen or is in production or whatever. Reported by multiple journalistic outlets, they said, "Hey, this thing is going to have Nvidia DLSS and it's going to like scale up to 4K." And I said on this very podcast, I'm like, "Who fucking cares about 4K? <laughs> I want horsepower." I want the chips, I want the GPUs in a, in a Switch Pro to run Breath of the Wild more consistently or at 60 frames per second. I don't give a shit about 4K. I just want games to run better. And I stand by that. But now that I have touched the Steam Deck for, for a week, I realize that the solution to that problem is being solved in reverse, meaning we don't need to cram beefier chips and gpus into tiny handheld devices or game consoles what if we let them run at lower resolutions and run great but use sampling technology to scale them up meaning you could run breath of the wild at like 720p but scale it up to 4k and it looks awesome on your tv and runs fucking amazing it's not a 4k device it's using super sampling technology to make it look, to fake it. Wow. And we are solving the the issue in reverse. And so so now what I'm saying to you is all every Steam game you could imagine, you load it up onto the Steam Deck and it's like this is working terribly. Let me limit the frame rate, lower the resolution, scale up the sampling, and now I'm playing a 1080p AAA game at 60 frames per second and I'm not using the horsepower of the device i'm sort of cheating by scaling it down and using trickery to scale it up again and so here's why i think this is crazy important steam os is linux linux is an open source operating system steam os is open source anyone can grab it and put it on anything steam valve has said we made the steam deck if other people want to make steam os devices please fucking make them we would love for you to make them so So what i'm saying to you is in the same way that google made android and was like it's a google operating system but it's open source anyone can use it great now android is the most dominant 
uh, operating system across all devices and phones ever. It's malleable. You can change it to whatever you want. Great, great, great. And what was their goal? Because they just wanted Google software running on everyone's phones and tablets and game consoles and whatever. Imagine a world where you can put <clears throat> Steam OS on anything, your phone, a switch, a, a, a handheld PC, a whatever, a streaming device. And now your, sh- your shitty phone that doesn't really have good processing power can play Elden Ring because <laughs> you scale the image down and then you super sample it up and you limit it to 30 frames. And now your phone can run a AAA video game. It has, It is solving the processing power problem in reverse. And I think this technology, this game change is is one of two pillars of the future of gaming. It's this sort of solving processing backwards, that's choice A, or you stream it from the cloud, choice B. Those are the two futures of video games, and they're still early, and they're still getting figured out, and both of them are kind of janky right now. But that is my prediction, and I never thought about that in this way until getting my hands on the Steam Deck. And I am floored and I am obsessed with what is possible. And I'm not even touching the like, you can emulate anything and you could stream from your PC and you could install Windows on it and you could put the Epic Games. I'm not doing any of that Not even trying that stuff. Dude, and wait, before I I am done, one more thing. An update released today on the beta branch of uh, Steam OS, and and everyone in the uh, Steam Deck community is freaking out because it's so fucking awesome. Now that I've explained the refresh rate uh, limiting thing, here's the other game changer: Thir- thirty frames per second is fine, but it's it feels mushy. It feels, you know, it feels like a switch. It also creates input lag because, and I'm trying, I'm researching this myself but like if you're getting responsiveness 60 times a second and then you downgrade that to only 30 images per second there's less frames to like respond to your input so input feels mushy when you cap at 30 okay for technical reasons right they just released a feature in the software that lets you change the refresh rate of the screen to anything you want. I didn't even think this was possible. I thought the screen is the screen is the screen. It's 60 hertz, you're done. That's all, that's it. You can now change the screen's refresh rate to anything. And what people are doing, they're changing the refresh rate to 40 or 45. Oh. Then they cap the game at 40. So again, Elden Ring, No Man's Sky um uh you know gta whatever you can you can align the refresh rate of the screen with a cap at 40 or 45 and that feels really good that looks and feels like you're playing a high-end pc game but because the refresh rates are aligned it's smooth as butter point being before today's update your screen was 60 hertz, so you could cap it at 40 or 45, or you could change the in-game settings, but 40 doesn't divide into 60 evenly. So for every 27th frame or whatever, it's like, ah, I can't fit two frames into this one refresh, so I'm gonna, it's going to skip. It's going to stutter. Now you have perfect alignment 
so you can play video games at 45 frames per second, which doesn't exist. It, TVs don't do it. Monitors don't do it unless you really know what you're doing. This doesn't exist in, in video games ever. And now you can do it by toggling a switch on a menu in Steam OS. It's fucking revolutionary, and I can't stop obsessing about it. <laughs> I'm done. No, pl- really, I... I- I feel like you say I'm done. Like I've talked too much and I think it's great. I mean, honestly, like I'm, you know, as a person who has, you know, had a lot of conversations with you about video games at this point, I'm excited to hear you so excited. And it's also enlightening for me because this has always been a really big blind spot for me as a console gamer. Um, you know, I've not really had to do a lot of thinking or really cared that much to be completely frank with you about frame rates. Nor should you. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's just not something that I ever had to worry about, you know? So when we started doing this podcast and, you know, the whole, uh, you know, 59 FPS, fuck that joke came up, <laughs> you know, I, I, my curiosity was kind of peaked Cause I was like, well, it's like, you know, this is kind of a thing that I know is being a part of what I think of as like PC world. And even though mm-hmm. I own a PC, you know, I don't feel like I'm really like, I, I still don't identify as being like a piece. Like I, I play games on my PC, but I don't ex- identify as being a PC player, Really? Mm -hmm. Because like I've spent so much of my life as a console player that it can be, it's hard to be like, I think I just still identify as that I would prefer to play on a console for reasons that we've, you know, talked about. uh, Absolutely. And this is the merging because you're not, it's the merging of these worlds. It's all coming together. And I do want to bring it full circle quickly because you're mentioning the 59 FPS. As I said, 59, when 59 divides into 60 you get stutter but if you set uh, no one would do this but technologically if you set the refresh rate of the screen to 59 and you cap the game at 59 it's a it's amazing it's beautiful there's nothing wrong with 59 it's only when 59 divides into 60 that you have that you get the issue so now you have ultimate control of whatever you're playing wow you can you can the, it's almost like, oh, my PC, this is what it is. You have a pretty good PC and then a kick-ass new game comes out and you're like, oh, I really want to play this awesome game, but it runs kind of shitty on my PC. It's not great. Oh, do I need, do I upgrade my PC or do I play it? Do I wait? What do I do? This way to approach an operating system solves that. It's like, oh, it doesn't run great customize the experience so that it runs great and you're good to go and you're in bed and on the couch and whatever <laughs> that but point but my point is like whatever steam os or some subsequent iteration of it will be you can put that in a game con steam machines were were, were valve's attempt at making a game console a, a brick that runs Steam OS and plays Steam games. It failed because it it didn't have all these features and it didn't have the same form factor. But now that we are in a world where every day 50 new games are deck verified, we could approach a world where it's like, hey, get this little Raspberry Pi that runs Steam OS and that's your new gaming console. Hook it up to your TV and you're good to go. Like Jesus. It it 
it scales up or down depending on the power of the device. And with super sampling technology, which only get is a get, only going to get better. It's like you could run a game at a postage stamp resolution and scale it up to 4K. Like one day that will be normal. And it's I just never thought about that until now. The Steam the the Switch Pro as it's been reported made little sense to me and now it makes perfect sense. I can't I can't overstate how blown away I am about the potential here. Yeah, well I mean now that you've explained it in the way you have and by the way for being quote unquote nerdy it was pretty pretty digestible for me. Okay, um, good. So thank you for that. Um I you know I think that it makes me excited to experience something that hasn't really been of big consequence to me because of the way I've played games most of my life. Yep. Um, and that's exciting. I mean, I still think that, you know, for myself, probably um, one of the biggest, greatest things for me, for me will still be the ability to sit on the sofa and play a PC game without sitting at a computer. But I think, right. Like, you know, we've spent so much time, I've heard you say so many times, like frustration about this topic when, you know, being like, oh, well, I was going to play it on the switch, but you know, like the port is just not, you know, it doesn't run well. And it's like Mm -hmm. in this situation, you finally get a machine that a device, I should say, that actually caters to that issue, which I feel like for a person like you that has been so bothered by that, like what a godsend that is. You know, and I know you're not alone. Like, I know for a fact that no. there are other people that really care. So many people are really there. I can't overstate how like this little beta branch pushed to literally today, Thursday. And the super nerds are like, oh, wait, this there's a new toggle here. What's this? Oh, my God. You could change the refresh rate of the screen. Holy shit. It's like it's like you you buy a switch game. And it runs like shit. And you're like, oh, man, I just threw $60 in the toilet. Well, imagine if you could press a button and fix it. That's what this is. Yeah. And not to, and then and then the other ancillary thing that I know you will relate to is like, like I said earlier, oh, my God, I, I could play anything. I could play anything I've ever bought or wanted or on my wish list on this device and I know with reasonable certainty I can fiddle with it until it runs great. And I'm having um, I'm having anxiety about choice <laughs> in a way that you know is a, a really big first world uh, problem, of course. But uh, it's one of those. It's it's browsing Netflix of like, what should I watch? I don't know everything and nothing, and go to bed after browsing the menu for 10, 10 hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely, I feel like that general overwhelm is something that I, I suffer from with all media forms. Um, Yes. So this will not help you in that regard, but, uh, (laughs) so be, be warned, be warned. Um, I'm really, I'm waiting for the beta branch to push to the main. Cause I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little scared to, I, I want this to be a comfy console experience. I don't want it to be like, I'm going to tinker with it. So I just want it to be like a hundred percent before I like update it. You know, yeah. uh, I'm not going to be the, I'm not going to be a guinea pig. I'm going to wait, mm-hmm. but you know, 
Lego Star Wars doesn't do great at uh, at 60 frames. It jumps all over the place, but I'm locking it 30, but then it, it, it has some input lag. It's a little sluggish. And the idea of uh, upgrading that to 40 or 45 is really perfect. Mm-hmm. It really sounds like it's going to be a great experience. Uh, yeah. Trying to think. I made a list of games I have uh, played and tested out, which might be useful to to some people. Yeah. And I would um, actually like to know if there was any game that you played on it that really just stood out to you, like the experience of playing it on the, on the Steam Deck. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, nothing technologically was was f- amazing. It ran 100% as expected, but Inscription is it doesn't take a lot of horsepower. But it's it is keyboard and mouse only. There is no controller support for Inscription, which is uh, a bummer because it's such an amazing game and it's game of the year for last year. And um, uh, it's a sh- it will come to consoles eventually, I assume. But um, now you can play it with the trackpads and it's great. Oh, and, and it has a touchscreen too. So you can you can just use a mouse, use your finger as a mouse too, which wow, is fantastic. Yes. And it, it, to answer your question, hey, I don't want to sit at my desk and play Inscription, this game that everyone raves about that I love and think is great. Now I can finish this game. So that's yeah. that's one runs flawlessly as expected lego star wars uh is great uh when you when you tweak it uh i had to try out no man's sky and uh does not hit 60 consistently it's an uncomfortable experience at 60 but really runs great at 30 Mm. and i think will run beautifully at 40 or 45 uh figuring out the control scheme for factorio but it runs flawlessly rim world i'm very excited to (laughs) run that game um do if any i mean i know i don't know how many listeners are are getting their hands on a steam deck have that or or are getting it soon but valve created a a really fantastic small uh 15 minutes ish type game called desk job which occurs in the same exists in the same universe as portal and half-life wow and it's i'm like playing this game and i'm like laughing because it's got that portal humor cracking up uh it's got um jk simmons as cave johnson uh doing a lot of the voice work uh it's very cute it's basically a tech demo that shows off how to use the steam deck and it has you know shows off the gyro controls and you can there's buttons underneath the uh the deck uh that you can map to certain functions so you can uh instead of, oh, i don't like mouse clicking on the trigger i want to click with my fingers underneath the uh the controllers you can map that so it kind of shows off that stuff um so if you do get a steam deck uh play desk job it's free uh you just get it it's just really really fun um noita is a weird pixelated uh roguelike uh wizard game that i highly recommend runs great inscription oh i so i'm i told you i'm out in the middle of the atlantic ocean with these beautiful crystal waters and i'm sitting there looking at you know sea turtles and shit and i'm like I really want to play Sea of Thieves again. Like, I really want to, like, go out on a ship. I was like, there's no way Sea of Thieves would run. Like, this open world, online, you know, pirate game, whatever. You have to set the settings to low, like, all the graphic settings to low. But if you do, it is a flawless 60. Like, no fancy nonsense that you have to tinker with. It just is beautiful. Sea of Thieves runs so great. Um 
Cyberhook is also uh, like a parkour grappling hook type game, which I do recommend. Um, it's very low poly, so I expected it to work really well, and it did. Um, so I'm still I'm still messing with it uh, and kind of just pulling stuff down from my library, being like, oh, I wonder if this would work, right? And then let's try this. Messing with it. Let's try that. Let's try this. Yeah. And I'm really not playing video games right now. I'm tech demoing a lot of video <laughs> games. Oh, but you know what? I am excited. I, again, I'm like looking through my my list, my wish list, and my thing. Like, oh, what could I do? What could I do? Tunic is uh, now a very high priority for me. So pretty. All of a sudden. So pretty. So there, there you go. That's that's what that's what I have in the works. I, I think I'm done blabbing. Hopefully, that was not too uh, too 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 boring. Uh, I found nothing about that boring. In fact, for me, it was all fascinating and exciting, and I <laughs> cannot wait to actually get my hands on it myself and yeah. like, play it myself. So I yay. wish that we lived that we lived closer together because, like, these are so they're so rare right now. Not to be like like oh, I have this special no, thing. No, they but, like, are. I mean, most people are still they're waiting. Still getting out. I don't they're think still waiting. Before you got yours, I don't. I don't think there's anybody that i know that has theirs other than you yeah like none of my friends none of my circles exactly exactly i I only know internet people (laughs) so i i I wish i wish that we were closer together so that you could uh we could drive over and be like oh let's let's try it out oh my god i would i would so happily be the person to just like come over and sit (laughs) and just like watch exactly (laughs) i just want to watch (laughs) All right, I'll give you, I'll hand you the um, the Steam Deck and I'll play your PS5. And we'll just, uh, that, that'll be the day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I think we're we're gonna get out of here. Final final thoughts, final words. Um, only that I can't wait to get mine. <laughs> so Good. Whenever that happens, of course, everybody here will know. But um, in the meantime, uh enjoy it and i expect to hear more of uh your experiences in the following weeks uh, this is a, a message for listeners too um i think there are a lot of people out there who are like oh man if i could play my favorite game ever on the couch that would be the deciding factor if I would get this Steam Deck or take the plunge or whatever. So if there is a game that you love that, um, you know, perhaps I own it or perhaps oh, it's like 20 bucks or something and it's a game, then maybe it's a game I would like anyway. Like, let us know in the Discord or send us an email of like, I just need to know if this game works and what are the settings. I'm happy to kick the tires on that if you're still waiting for yeah. uh, your deck to arrive, That's et cetera. Awesome. So please, please let us know. Yay. All right. We're done here. Let's get out of here. We'll, we'll come at you next week with another episode and uh, Colette's going to be away, but we'll, we'll record some stuff in the interim. Uh, please hop into the discord. The uh, link is always in the show notes of every single episode. So if there's a specific topic or game or genre or whatever that you're like oh we should devote an episode to this thing uh we would love to hear your ideas so let us know and uh we will talk about that not next week but the week after that well no we'll record next week i won't be gone until the week starting the ninth 
Correct. But you won't hear that recording until the following uh, week. Yes. So anyway, yes, just, that's true. That's true. Don't, don't make, don't plan into the future. Just live in the moment. Okay. <laughs> Getting out of here. Live in the moment. Until next week. Bye guys. That, bye. Bye. <laughs>